honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to the Urban Misfits show. Today I have on Jamie, the new media coordinator for the Milwaukee Admirals. And today I want to dive into her story about somebody who really didn't even know much, if anything, about hockey, how that became her passion, how that became her career path, and what she's looking forward to doing now that she's worked with a professional sports team in the future. Stay tuned. Introduce yourself to those that don't know what you do. Explain what you do and how awesome of a job it is. Sure. So my name is Jamie Evers. I work for the Milwaukee Admirals. They're a minor league hockey team here in town. Um, They're the farm team for the Nashville Predators. And I am the new media coordinator. I don't really know why new is on my title, but it is. Um, I basically just run all of our... still new. Yeah, it is. And I guess I'm releasing new information. Um, So I run all of our social media channels. um, And then I also get to um, help come up with creative ideas to... I don't know, introduce the fans to our players and kind of get their personalities out there. Um, I also get to take them into the community and do a lot of service work with them, which is awesome and great. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much what every millennial's dream job, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> How did you stumble upon the job? Um, so I originally went to college for teaching and then I decided I'd probably be a terrible teacher. Why? Uh, kids are great, but I, as I grew older, you're supposed to like, they say your patience gets better. Mine didn't. I'll blame bartending on that. Went backwards. Yeah. Um, but I worked with a girl who, so after teaching, I went to, um, my advisor and I was like, I don't want to do this, but I don't know what to do. And he's like, just go into communications. You really like talking to people. Um, it's a very broad degree. You can kind of do whatever you want. So do it. I was like, Okay. Um, and then a girl I was bartending with had told me that she had an internship with the admirals and I was saying like, I need an internship, but I don't even know where to start. She's like, it was a lot of fun. I was like, Ooh, I like fun. Um, and so 2013, I started interning with the admirals. Um, and I guess I fell in love and I haven't really left ever since. So I got pretty lucky to find something that I enjoyed doing without even knowing that I was going to enjoy it because I didn't even know what offsides was before I right. before I started. So you weren't really necessarily a fan then of hockey <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, not at all. Okay. I think the first ho- the only hockey game I ever watched was like my high school boyfriend yeah. played that I dated for like 3 days. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. you know, quick quick lesson. <laughs> what are some lessons that you learned early on? Um be accountable and stick to your word and kind of not necessarily be a leader of a pack, but Be the person that, you know, if your boss is asking you to go do something and everyone's quiet, be the first person to stand up and and offer your help. And hopefully everyone follows suit. And I think I think I kind of have a leader personality without really trying. I'm loud. And so I guess it just kind of comes with the the nature. Um, But I think that that's what really helped me out in the long run is I was always willing to help out anybody in our office. I got to know everybody as well, even though I was a communications intern, I didn't just stay in the PR department. I got to know the sales staff. I got to know the locker room staff. And I think that helped me gain the trust of the people at the Admirals, especially since the office is so small. Where does that leadership come from? Oh, I don't know. Um, I would say probably from just being an only girl. I have three brothers. Okay. So 
Um, I'm the second oldest, but I kind of was the ruler of the roost as far as siblings go. So I'm going to say that's probably where it came from because both my parents are kind of shy. Okay. So I'm not really sure, but if I had to guess, that'd be it. I like to boss them around, so kind of... Are they jealous? That I was the bosser around well, that you I should rephrase. Are, you, are they jealous that you're now like with the hockey team and... Um, I think they're more... No, I don't think they're jealous because we're all so different. I mean, okay. we are all pretty much... I mean, we're very similar. Um, I just... I kind of took a different path than they all did, and I think maybe that came from my parents relying on me to be like... The mature one, right. which I'm probably the least, not the least mature, but I'm definitely right. not the most mature out of the yeah. four of us now. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say they're jealous. I think we all just took different paths. Do you now, having been in hockey and now being a huge fan, do you see it as a long-term thing for you? I would love to say in, in hockey. Um, I would love to say in sports. I would definitely move to football or maybe even basketball, even though I don't particularly like basketball. I'll go watch a Bucks game here and there. Um but I've really fallen in love with hockey, and I would like to continue working in it because it is so fun and it keeps my interest. However, I don't get to really watch hockey games for fun, right? Yeah, I enjoy drinking 20-ounce right. beers and cursing at, you know, people yeah. on the ice. I can't really do that on press row. Um, no, unfortunately, you cannot. No, so which is why I would, I would move. I would never move to baseball. People who work in baseball give them a lot of credit. It's a very long season. Um, yeah. Their families have to be very patient. So I think, yeah, I think I would like to stay in sports. In what category? Like what uh, what role? Uh, uh, if not the one I have now, I would like to work more in community relations. It's really cool when you bring people out as or the players out, as you probably yeah. saw at Children's yeah. last week. Like people light up. They enjoy the fact that they're athletes, and and especially in minor league, these guys aren't making you know ten million dollars a year, six million dollars a year. They're making livable wages, like right. people who you know engineers or whatever they may yeah. be. So they're pretty still pretty humble and and willing to give up their time. Um, and it's really cool to see the community react to bringing these guys out, even if they don't even know who they are, because it just means a lot that they're taking the time out of their day. So community relations would probably be the only other way I'd really want to venture. I'd be a terrible salesperson. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's what you think. That's what you think. I, I'm a good talker, but I'm not good at like selling Closing. a product. I'm not, yeah, I'm not okay. confident enough. Okay. What's your favorite community moment? What's, what's that one Ooh. moment that you just made you smile right on the spot? Oh. Oh boy. I don't know. There's really, there's really been a lot. Um, the hockey community is really small too. So I had an idea last year. So when I first started with the admirals, I worked in the sales department. Um, I was basically a glorified receptionist. Uh, and then I got a, the new media coordinator position. And my first idea that I brought to the table was, Hey, I think we should surprise kids in their backyard rinks. And I saw the Blackhawks had done something with it, but it backfired on them. I mean, it didn't okay. backfire because the, the video was amazing, but their idea was to go find kids in their backyards. But it it was like 45 degrees and yeah. all of the snow had melted. So they just went and played hockey in these kids' alleys and like everyone's faces lit up. So I said, we should hold a contest or ask people to submit their backyard rinks and then we should go visit some kids. Yeah. So the first house we went to was this amazing rink. It was it obviously wasn't full size, but right, right. it was really big. And like, I think he had like 33 inches of ice. Wow. It was insane. That's they impressive. had half of his garage was turned into like a like dressing room with mats that let out. Yeah, it was insane. So we had, they sent us the rink. We picked his house to go to and we surprised like 20 kids with really? three wow. players last year. And it was just, they were, you know, their jaws dropped, their eyes lit up. They were so pumped. We were there for like 45 minutes. They played a pickup game and. It was really cool to just, you just, we just dropped in. They had no idea. 
And it was, uh, yeah, it was cool, especially because they're little, right? Like, oh, yeah. Little kids are so easily impressed. And all it took us was 45 minutes out of the guy's day. It it's cool. interesting that you wanted to, or you went in for teaching. Yeah. You didn't want yeah. to handle the kids. <laughs> and now a lot of what you do is based on kids. Yeah. Do you see a difference between the two? Uh, the kids that we surprise, they're not mouthing back to me. So maybe True. that has something to do with it. Um, I think... Uh, People always think that I don't like kids. I'm pretty vocal about <laughs> pretending I don't like kids, but I really do. And I think children's minds are really cool, right? Like yeah. they can be influenced by anything at a split second. So the more positive things we show them and the more good that we can tell them about and, and influence them on their lives, like I think that that helps shape them into being better adults someday. Um I like to see like kids' wheels turn in their head and and I like watching interaction of like you see like shy kids right. come out of their shells just because an athlete's in their backyard or they get to meet them after a game or whatever it may be. Like they get so excited and they just want to be their best friend. And then sometimes they're shy, but then maybe next year they get the opportunity to meet the guy again and they just like completely open up. And I've seen it time and time again with season ticket holders and, and their kids. And it's just really cool to watch personalities evolve. So like kids are cool. I just don't want to teach them. And, and two with, you know, the child that was in the locker room just the other day when we were there, yeah. like listening to what his grandmother was saying about like, you know, a year ago, he wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. He would, and now he knows all the brewers. He knows all the admirals like that kid could go to any sports team in Wisconsin and be like revered, right. you know, and, and I thought it was interesting because like it's in the back of my head all the time because my mom was, you know, autistic children and stuff. So like I always kind of pay attention to how they operate a little bit. And, and that might sound weird, but I love every everybody has their tick and it's interesting to see where that barrier gets broken for these kids. Right. And like when we went in for the game just last weekend, I saw next to the purple tape, two dinosaurs on yeah. the bench. They had the dinosaur. Yeah. Like the impact is incredible. Yes. Chris, Chris, our equipment guy, he actually has been packing them up on the road. So really? okay. yeah. So the guys are whatever this little dinosaur and this little kid has to say, the guys are buying it and it's, it's cool because it not only boosts his confidence, but it's clearly boosting theirs. And and that's such a big impact because like it's something that's so simple. It's a little Godzilla figurine. Right. It's something that's easily forgotten in most cases. Mm-hmm. But yet these players probably love it. Right. I mean, is there anything like word that you've heard about how that gets received? I've never honestly I can say that I've never heard anything negative. Our guys are really good about hey, can you sign this stick for so-and-so because whatever the reason may be, guys are pretty good about coming out of the locker room, meeting fans, signing things. Um, we go on school visits tomorrow or, or I don't know if I can say tomorrow. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are visiting uh, 10 different local rinks, so anywhere from Sheboygan all the way down to Kenosha. Um, you know, those aren't short drives, and no. they have things to do. And, like, you know, they only have two days off this week, which is actually kind of a lot for them. Right. Normally they get one, um, but they no one ever really puts up a fuss, which is which is cool to see. That's awesome. Moving into kind of the the lessons behind that, are you still just as in awe being with these professionals? Because like you know, when we had our event that we hosted. I was out on the ice during intermission shooting, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Q comes up to me afterwards. He's like, how many people in the stands do you think would kill to be in your position? Like, yeah. Do you get a sense of that at all? Um, I'm going to feel snobby if I say no, but 
not really, not anymore. My first That's year, totally fine. it was kind of like intimidating because I'm working one-on-one with them. And some of these guys have played in Nashville or have played for the Panthers or for the Rangers or whoever it may be. Um, but right off the bat, we introduce ourselves and we get right into it. I'm at every practice they we get a sense of like kind of knowing each other and sure there are some guys that are pretty quiet and some guys that you know go above and beyond to like get to know who I am and I think that makes it easier probably makes it a lot easier too that I'm now older than most of them yeah like if I was too it's weird for me too (laughs) it is really weird when you think about athletes being so young um so when I was an intern I was definitely way more starstruck sometimes I get a little starstruck if I like go up and see like we went to Chicago two years ago for the cup run okay and like Pekka came out and I kind of fangirled oh, a little yeah. bit but I was like okay how can you not cool. yeah you already met him once Jamie yeah. <laughs> uh so I fangirl a little bit but I try to keep my composure but not not at work but I do feel snobby being like it's not that cool because well, it is pretty cool. It's it's incredible. And like I always think it's interesting, especially as a fan now working behind the scenes, being in the locker room like for the pregame. And, you know, like as a fan, you speculate what coach is saying in the locker room. And right. I can't speak for what Dean said. And a lot of what my comments were are from the previous years from having our previous coach. But moving into the locker room like with Carl, it's just incredible how like team oriented is because yeah. like you look at a bad game and you know i'm always like man they're gonna get their butts reamed out or whatever mm-hmm. and really it's just like focus 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 right. like i mean i'm amazed by how these guys can come together as players every year probably what is it average like half to two-thirds of the yeah. roster stays yeah. this year was this year was a really big i think we only kept nine really I think that we kept, low i think we kept 11 and then we traded two and now we have nine guys from last year but like they're able to come together in like yeah. a day, a right. week, and, and like they have practice. to practice. Yeah, if they don't, you know, you're going to see it on the ice. It is very impressive, and you know, some of these guys played juniors together. Some of them yeah. fought each other, you know, twelve weeks ago or whatever it may be, and they they come together because they all have one goal, well, two goals, winning and well, yeah, playing in the show. But uh, but yeah, it's cool. And it was funny too because when. It was Garrett Ross that, that just got acquired. Yep. When he came in the room, I looked at his name and I looked at him and I'm like, man, I remember your first game in this building or whether it was the Bradley Center. I'm like, Liambus yeah. broke your nose right <laughs> in. And like, I'm looking around the room and I'm like waiting for somebody to like joke. And I'm like, oh yeah, nobody was there for that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh crap. All that was one of those faces. weird moments. I was like, does he know? Is he going to say anything? Like, yeah. is anybody else going to say anything? And, but like the camaraderie, cause you know, I was listening about, he came in at like 8 a.m. or whatever. I don't know if he was in morning skate or not, but like mm-hmm. it has to be hard for not only players, but for like you guys as well. Cause as you want to bring out these personalities, you want to know who it is. And it's kind of hard right. when tomorrow Rocco gets called down for 48 hours and yeah. he's back up again. So right. like you want to pick and choose who you know. Like, is there any general sense of maybe who's staying around for a little bit? Uh, I mean, Yes and no, because they have contracts, right? But as far as, like, guys going to Atlanta or getting called up to Nashville, I mean, it happens in the middle of the night. The other day, Sunday, when Rocco got recalled to Nashville, like, I didn't set my alarm, so I slept in until 10.30, and he got recalled at 9. Right. And, like, sure, you hear things things through the grapevine, but but we're not allowed to say anything without Nashville telling us first. So even though a beat writer out of wherever says, like, oh, I heard, or I saw Rocco at the airport, like, we're not allowed to say anything. We have to keep our mouths shut until Nashville gives us the okay. So it's 
cool because like I get to be the first one to know. Right. But I'm like also always on my phone or like always checking Twitter or my emails. Um, and and again with them being minor league, uh, like they're pretty okay with kind of like intruding on their personal space, like yeah. asking a bunch of weird questions or like following them around or asking them to have an Instagram takeover or whatever it may be. Like I said before too, like they're just really always pretty yeah. willing. Um, yeah. What does the chain of command look like for that kind of announcement? Um, it's usually an email from Nashville. So their PR guy will email Charlie and then Charlie okay. will tell me or we'll hear it from the locker room. Like, Hey, at nine thirty tomorrow, so-and-so is getting recalled or whatever it may be. I can't imagine that. Cause then like, you know, you got to pack up airport yeah. all quick could be playing that night for all, you know, right. like that's gotta be just crazy. And like the help that goes into it. Like it takes a phone call to so-and-so getting recalled. Yeah. Then our equipment guys to go pack up their stuff, bring them into the airport. Then like whoever to make whatever post or a press release or whatever it may be. Like there's a lot of working parts into something that's kind of so small. Really? So yeah, speak. absolutely. Mm-hmm. What does your day to day look like? It depends. Uh, what time of the year, and if there's a game. Uh, a lot of people assume that we have the summers off, including the players. Um, we don't. We still work 40 hours a week. Uh, in the summer, it's a lot of planning to get the season going, right? We're minor league, so we're not just selling hockey. We're selling giveaways and prizes and selling groups and all these things that go into running a, a, a smaller team as opposed to just being like the Predators or the Blackhawks or whoever. So that's kind of what our summer is a lot of. Um, it's a lot of... We get to go to a couple conferences, learn what other teams do. They have we have like league meetings. Um, I went to a really cool conference last year called Idea. You learned a lot about like video production and how to kind of get the guys to come out of their shells a little bit more. Um, so that takes place on the summer. So yeah, just a lot of planning, figuring out like what I want the scheme of like our Instagram to look like this year or before you guys came around making yeah. janky videos. Yeah. Um <laughs> and in the in the season, I usually get to work at nine. The first thing I do every day is make myself a cup of coffee. Um, and then I schedule a couple posts because then I go to practice or I'll get B-roll or it's just you just learn more about the game if you watch it. And I have to understand the game in order yeah. to have my job, right? Because if I'm tweeting out some foolish, I don't know, which I do and Charlie yells at me sometimes. It's okay. Um, I It's nice to like watch the lines or the drills that they're doing. And and again, too, like being there around the guys makes them, I feel like a little bit more comfortable with me. I can just say like, hey, PD, come off the ice. Like when you're done and do this 10 second thing or grab my phone and wish this fan a happy birthday or whatever it may be. Practice ends. If we have videos to shoot that day, I'll do those. Otherwise, I go back and just schedule out the rest of my day, get the stuff ready for game days. Um, And then game days, kind of the same. I go to morning skate and then I come back and I just get ready for that night, which is you know, getting graphics ready or um, we have to like set up press roll, all those kinds of things. So I don't have to, even though I have a desk job, I'm right. rarely at my desk. What's the hardest part about the ups and downs and moving arounds and all that? Uh, like players wise or just in general, physically like of your job <laughs> as a whole? Um, Staying on top of everything, right? Like there's a lot of moves a, a lot. lot of the time, especially in my leagues, especially two years ago, I think we had like the most recalls. Really? Yeah. Last year we had like the least amount in the league almost. I think it was just Freddie a couple of times. Yeah. Um, this year it's just been Rocco a couple of times, but it's just staying on top of it and knowing who's in the locker room because fans ask a lot and you have to answer back, especially on social media. 
And if I don't know what I'm talking about, someone's going to call me out somewhere. My mom was asking if Blackwell was in the game the other day because I'm like, don't tell anybody, but I did not see his jersey in the locker room. <laughs> I don't know if I can relay that information. Yeah. Well, but. that's hard, too. I'm such like a open book. Charlie yeah. will be like, okay, so-and-so is getting recalled tomorrow, or so-and-so just got traded, and I just have to like yeah. twiddle my thumbs and say It's got to be hard because like it is... You know, you are really one tweet away from what people are dying to know. Like people, hockey fans, I would argue, are some of the most devoted people. Because like they, I feel like hockey is a game where in order to enjoy it, you have to know it more than other sports. Mm -hmm. Like baseball, you understand single, double, triple. But like hockey, there's a lot of intricacies. Because like I I always sitting in the stands known as somebody's first game because they ask when the whistle blows for either offsides or icing why the whistle was blown. (laughs) And I turn around and I'm like, this must be your first game. Let me <laughs> open the rule book yeah. of my brain and <laughs> let you in on a little information. But that's that's gotta be definitely just yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. Do you notice any other competition between other clubs or how does how does that look like from a league standpoint? Um, I mean, we have like rivalries with Rockford and Chicago just because they're so close and we play them so many times. It's funny, too, everybody in the social media world, in the sports world, or hockey, I should say, wants to be L.A. or Vegas, right? Because they're funny okay. and they're witty and they have a lot of followers yeah. and, and their bosses kind of let them say whatever they want. And they they cross the line, but not really sometimes. And and everyone wants to be them and everyone tries, right? So the chirping starts on Twitter. You post something and someone from another team will call you out and then you quick delete it and then they call you out for deleting yeah. it. And, like, I just kind of sit quiet because... I feel like I'm witty enough to say responses, but I'm not like educated enough. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I know my team and I know the teams from when I started, but I couldn't tell you who our goalie was in. Right. 19. And and really like, in a grand scheme of things, you don't necessarily have to know that. Right. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of people come at you with something and I just like, look, if they've been going to games, aren't even alive. Right. I think it's okay. Yeah. And then people complain a lot too on social media. Like social media is great, right? It lets the yeah. masses know a lot of information really quick. And it's also a terrible, terrible place. People complain about everything. And thankfully I get to be a keyboard warrior and hide behind it, right? Yeah. I can type out something nasty and then just like turn away and then revisit it and then realize that mm, that wasn't appropriate and then yeah. go back and change it and have like a better response. But it's nice to be able to have like, you can complain at minute one and I can respond by minute three and it can either dissolve a fire or it can create it to be bigger depending upon my response. And it's cool to have that power, but also like sometimes where do you learn that like, discipline? Probably by not talking back to my father as a child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go into that. I want to hear about that. Uh, man, I don't think that I'm like a sassy person, but I have three brothers, so I defend myself. Yeah. Um, but I like to think that I'm like nice and polite and can fix any situation. So, but there are days, everyone has their bad days and I'm just thankful it's not my, you know, first thing that comes out of my mouth that people get to read. And Luckily there to, is an extra filter on the yeah, keyboard to, right. yeah, absolutely. And, and really there's a little bit of, and I don't know, I'm totally going to botch the word, but like you, people don't know that it's necessarily you yeah. most of the time. Right. So that at least works in your favor. Yeah. Are there any, do you get to like meet any of these other social media teams or how do you separate yourself from them? Yeah. So when I go on the road, I'll usually meet their social media coordinator, um, at league meetings, we get a chance to, and they, 
everyone's pretty friendly for the most part. Um, there's sometimes where like, I think Chicago, it was Chicago or Rockford this year. They wanted to do, um, something with like your favorite nineties shows because that slime show came back. Oh yeah. um, Whatever was at the theater. Yeah. But I didn't really understand what they were saying. So they DM'd me and they were like, Hey, I'm going to try this, like respond with this. I was like, okay. And they were like okay. super hoping it would blow up and it didn't. Oh boy. Yeah. Might've been my fault. Cause I probably didn't answer it correctly, <laughs> but, um, so I mean, everyone's, like I said, pretty friendly throughout the league, which is nice. Are you, do you know, cause obviously it's a big league. Do you get to experience kind of the whole country or do you kind of just know more so the, the division or how yeah, does that look? more so our division? We only play, you know, other teams maybe four or five times. Yeah. It's pretty much GR. Chicago, Rockford, Iowa, you know, the same people you've been watching probably for a very long time. Texas came in this year, so that's cool. New people yeah. to see. We play Manitoba a lot this year. Um, but, yeah, you don't really, unless you're at league meetings or you reach out to people, the only time you're really conversing is when people are trying to talk smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you stay ahead as the league evolves? Ooh. I don't know if I know that answer yet just because it's only my second year. Okay. Um, And we're such a small office that we're trying all the things that we can to be better than the next team as far as, you know, we just hired you guys. Or it's hard when you're a minor league team, you don't have millions of dollars to spend on on things. So you have to kind of figure out what's the most important. And right now they're talking, it's, it's video. So I've tried to, we've talked about this, watching YouTube tutorials for eight hours a day, trying to figure out, after effects or premiere and then premiere crashes. And then it just, Oh yeah. I saw, I saw so many stories on Instagram this morning. I'm like, well, mine hasn't yet. Does that mean I'm due? So it's, I wish I would have taken some type of graphic design, something class in college, but again, I didn't know what I wanted to be. So now it's just me and some guy with a cool accent on YouTube. If only he knew how many hours I spent with him. No, I I absolutely (laughs) love that. Do you think, I should rephrase, what do you think is next in terms of evolution from a social media standpoint? Do you think it is more social media or do you think maybe something new comes in and kind of helps boost teams' presence to the local areas? Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I mean, there's so many things in the last five years have tried to be successful, right? Vine, yeah. which is now V2 or something. Yeah, that just came out. I don't even, yeah. don't even know. But which you would think it being like socially media people we would hear about it but we haven't or i haven't until today um everyone's trying like live things like whatever instagram is doing is great everyone loves instagram right now minus igtv i'm not really a fan yeah i don't really understand the purpose of it i guess really either um like snapchat was yeah started off really great and instagram just took off and everyone is veering towards that because it's cleaner it's nicer it's more at your fingertips it's not so cluttered and and I, so I think Instagram is going to be around for a really long time. And by really long, I don't even know what that means because Facebook's dying and it's only been around. For well, by the seems that maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure something else will come along, but I don't know. I don't know what it will be because you can't really get much more behind the scenes than you are now. And that's what everybody wants, right? They want to see the locker room. They want to hear the guys talking. They want to get to know their personalities. And without having someone follow each person around all day long, I think what teams are doing now is pretty much what you're going to get for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm going to be completely honest. Who has been your greatest mentor 
as you've kind of, because this is your second year, so obviously you're yeah. kind of developing yourself a little bit. Have you had help as you've started this process or? This doesn't sound really cheesy, <laughs> but my boss, Charlie, is by far the biggest influence that I've had since I've started in the sports world. Even when I worked in the sales department, like my bosses were great, but Charlie just like carries himself while he's like cool and calm all the time. And I'm not like, I lose my cool. I have to like shut my door and stick a sticky note on it and say like, do not disturb sometimes. Cause I just need like 10 minutes to myself because it's so much and so loud all the time. And we work in such a small office that everyone that I work with is super great. But Charlie's been probably like my greatest. I give him a lot of credit to the person I've become in the world, in the work world. And I think I've grown up a lot too, since I mean, 2013 was five years ago, but right. almost six at this point. But I've grown up a lot since my intern year to now. And I like to give him probably a lot of credit for that. What's the biggest lesson he's taught you? Uh, only worry about what you can control. That is mm-hmm. vital. Yeah. Especially in your position. Yeah. I'm, I like to dip my fingers in everybody's projects and I like to get mad. I don't like to get mad, but I get right. mad when things aren't going right or they're not done on time or they're not whatever. And he'll just be like, Jamie, you can only control what you can control. Then I stick my sticky note on my door. (laughs) Um, But that's probably that. And I was actually just reading about this today. Um, And I was telling, I had a a kid shadow me last week and he said, what's some advice you could give people? And kind of what I said when I, when we first started this, like, if you say you're going to do something, do it and do it well. Don't overload your plate and just be someone that people can count on. But also like when you do all those things, People respect you and you make connections. And honestly, 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 it is all about who you know. Granted, it's about being a good worker and having an education or not having an education, whatever it may be. But it really is being a good person because people will talk about how good of a person you are and how fun you are to work with and how hardworking you are. And that is by far better than anything any piece of paper can say or look cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I, I share that too. Cause like when I go and, and I come shoot, it's hard for me to not be drawn to the game because I just love watching hockey. Mm-hmm. And now, especially knowing the players and knowing a little bit more, I'm like yeah. even more drawn to what's happening. So I might be able to pick up on follow this guy around after the game or whatever, right. but like it is a super fun environment and you guys make it a fun environment because yeah. like I see you guys running around and it looks like mad chaos, but like it's all controlled chaos, I think in a sense, because yeah. like you have your cut sheets, you have like everything's laid out. It's just really a matter of execution. But at the same time, you're able to bring in kids that, you know, I probably will always stick with me as the little girl that dropped the puck at the cancer game because oh. like I was so in the moment trying to get the shot and trying to make sure like, cause athletes don't hear the crowd. Right. And I remember as a kid playing soccer, my mom was like, yeah, I was yelling at you. I'm like, ma, I did not Mm-mm. hear you. Right. And I like, when I got off the ice, people were like, I have never heard such an ovation for any puck drop in yeah. 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, that was and crazy. I'm like, damn, I totally wasn't paying attention. I was so <laughs> in the moment. Like I felt like that going back to my childhood of being, you know, that athlete, but like just the support and bringing people in like that, like, People will always remember that. And like when I have that same thought, because like when I was making the recap of that night, I knew I had to put Lori in the video and I knew I had to put my family in the video because whether or not people saw the first video or people saw the last video, the people that are affected by that immediately will forever hold that. 
Well, and that's it too, right? When you produce videos, you want people to feel something, whether it's excitement or sadness or right. whatever it is that you're making and producing, you want people to have some sort of feeling for it so that they want to watch more or yeah. they want to know more. Um, but yeah, the, the hockey night was really probably one of my favorites this season. And I, and I am kind of an emotional person, but like we had that like a uh, moment of silence for like three minutes. And usually there is some waiting for me to get off the ice at first. I'm like looking around like, for me? I'm like <laughs> Nope, it's just, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And usually there's some turd in the crowd that screams or hoots or hollers, but everyone was so dead quiet. And literally every single person in the stands had a sign up. And I just like sat there and I just welled up and I was like, this is so unbelievably sad, yeah, but also so special. And it was awesome that we got to do it because not every team in the league participated in it the nhl offered us hey do you guys want to compete or compete uh do you guys want to be a part of hockey fights cancer of course we said yes and it just turned into a beautiful awesome night we raised a lot of money for the mac fund which is awesome as well but it was really cool to be able to host that and to have it affect so many people i i just it's so cool to me to see a sporting event something so simple on the surface be so powerful because like Silence is arguably the most powerful thing ever. Right. Period. And like, maybe I didn't hear it because it was just, it was that silent, but like, that's something that, I mean, everybody behind the bench was like, get her to wave. And like, I could see that she was just like, totally just shocked. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I don't know how far along she is through her journey or anything right, like that, but either. like, immediately I'm connected to her. Yeah. And immediately, 6,000 people were right. connected to her yeah. and want to know more. So, like, that's just incredible. And she wrote on her little sign. Myself. Oh. I, like, I was filming that because, like, you know, she looked good. So I didn't know if it was, like, maybe a brother or sister or whatever. Yeah. And then when I saw her writing down herself, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting yeah. this on camera and she right was now. like, what, six, seven? Oh, yeah. It was so sad. And, like, going to the hospital with the players, like, I was with my dad, for goodness sake, but, like, my heart broke yeah. when I was in there. Cause like you just see these kids that did nothing. Right. And, and just are, are done. And, and yeah, it's, it's sad. But and for the most part, they have pretty good spirits. Actually the, one of the little girls, um, DM'd car on Instagram oh, really? before they even got out of the parking structure to tell her how fun of a day she had. And she hopes she can be healthy enough to make it to a game to watch him play. And it's just really cool to see the impact. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I remember my point from earlier, and I kind of want to <laughs> touch on it. With all of the players coming from all over the world, yeah. do you find yourself also having to cater to those markets? Um, we haven't really dabbled with it too much. It's kind of weird. At the, I mean, it's not weird, but at the beginning of every season, our following goes up a couple oh, of thousand yeah. because everyone already has some type of base fan base from wherever they came from, whether it's their family or their friends or they played in Sweden the year before or mm. or they were a draft pick or whatever it may be. Fans kind of adapt to our style rather than okay. having to be it the other way around. Right now, everybody everywhere just wants the details and they want the behind the scenes. So I think it, universally, like, that's pretty easy to cater to because everybody wants it. Um, but again, not everybody, you know, like, for example... In Germany, when you're done with like a hockey game, like you skate to the side and you jump into the boards, right? It's just right. like some weird tradition that they do that people in America don't do. Well, I don't know if anyone knows anything about hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes 
do like basically the skull clap, yeah. which I hate because mm-hmm. no one likes Minnesota. No. Um, and then they do something after it. The other day they did like a domino effect where they all like okay. fell to the ice. The day before that they did the whole like running to the sides and jumping on the boards. And like some really old school hockey people aren't digging it. I love yeah, it. I think yeah. it's cool, right? It's just like a celebration for football. Like yeah. when they did the uh, the limbo yesterday in the Vikings Packer game. Like yeah. funny. Uh, and I think it's great. These guys are grown children playing the really same they sport are. they've been playing for the last 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah. Why does it have to be so strict? It, do- it doesn't have to be. If they want to go and jump on the boards because it's funny and they want to do a stupid skull clap, let them. Who cares? Well, and they've devoted their entire lives right. to one thing yeah, and become the best in the world right. at it. Let them have a little fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think the old school hockey folks are a little too old school. I'm going to get into some quick questions to polish this podcast off. Where do you draw outside sources of information from? Do you listen to podcasts, books? Uh, a lot. I read a lot of like the Tennesseans. So they have a lot yep. of um, like they have a lot of Nashville stuff. Um, I follow a lot of like beat writers from them and from other teams. Um, a lot of the times I, so on my social media, I don't really like follow famous people by any means, but I follow a lot of teams. So that's where also where I get a lot of my information from. It kind of just siphons out the nonsense and gives me what I need to know. Um, a lot of it too is making connections wherever you go. Like when I was at the conference this summer, like I met a really great guy named Phil from GR. So I stayed in contact with him over the summer. I met a guy from Hershey. His name was Kevin. So like we've stayed in contact. Um, and then just making friends with the beat writers and stuff in Nashville, kind of if I have questions that I don't know the answer to or, or I can't find online, they can kind of help guide me. So again, it's all about being a good person and being able to make connections to help you understand your job. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, <laughs> to be real. <laughs> if you could put one thing on a billboard that the whole world sees, what would it say and why? Jamie Ebers is so cool. <laughs> uh, I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit as the admirals for how much we do in the community. And I think it's because our owner Harris doesn't like to like be flashy. He's a very like yeah. subtle man. But we do a lot. We have the Power Play Foundation, um, which is when we give money to different charities. We give out Jane's Kids to every game where we give free tickets to nonprofits that Harris, you know, generously donates. Um, We have right now we're working with um, Traction Factory and they are big sponsors in the warm up winter, which is a program for firefighters who raise money and give jackets to kids in the Milwaukee County. Um, like they bring them to schools that are in okay. poor neighborhoods that maybe don't have never gotten a winter jacket before or whatever. Yeah. So we're wearing warm up jerseys for that for, I think five games this year. And then when we auction them off, instead of the money coming back to us into our power play foundation, we're giving it directly to warm up winter. So we do that. Um, we have the great skate, which we also, it's a community event. Again, we wear specialty jerseys, which we auction off and um, pay back. We donate our the other half of our 50-50 raffle into our Power Play Foundation, which helps go to matching. I think like if we get X amount of saves or it's $10 for yeah. every save or whatever, it's something like that um, where we match it with another company and then we donate it. Um, Harris is, does a really good job at making sure that we're really involved in the community. So if I could, if people just understood how 
generous the admirals are, that's what I would want to put on a billboard because I don't think that we boast about it enough. And maybe that's okay, but I think sometimes, too, it's okay to pat yourself on the back or put yourself on a pedestal. I do love the... tasteful way. (laughs) Yeah, I do love how, like, open, like, I'm sure a lot of AHL teams like this as well, but, like... Before, you know, years, I've known John by a first name basis for years. He has this, my entire family on Facebook. We yeah. comment on each other's photos all the time. Yeah. Like the openness is something too that like. We're all a family. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's like something that goes untold. Yeah. I think when I had my interview, they'd asked me like, why do you think you would make a good fit? And I just said like, you guys have become my family over the last two years or three years or whatever it was. Like, I don't think people understand either. Like, we're only an office of 16 full-time people. We run right. a minor league hockey team, and we know so many people by a first-name basis because we actually care about the people that come through our door. We actually care about what's going on in our season ticket holders' families' right. lives. Or, you know, you can't make it out to a game this year because this happened. Well, how can we help you? Yeah. And I think John and Harris do a really good job of – Really good job. Like, not only is it their beliefs, but they do a good job of instilling it on us and hiring people that also have – that are kind, caring, and compassionate, right. um, which again rolls over into like our locker room and our players, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's just really cool. It definitely does trickle down. Like I can see that through everything yeah. being on both the fan side and the and you know now working closer with the team. Yeah, and Carl's really big on getting the guys to go yeah. and do things. Like if I don't think he would allow them to say no, but again, I've never heard someone say no. Right. So, who's your favorite super villain? So. Superheroes are easy. Supervillains yeah. tell something about a person. Ooh, this is a really good question. I might have to think on this one for a while. Are you a Marvel fan? DC? X-Men? I'm a huge Gamma guy. No, it's not a supervillain, but Gamma's the unsung hero, in my opinion, of the X-Men trilogy, though. So. It's not a trilogy, <sighs> but you know what I mean. I used to watch like those cartoons when I was a kid a lot, like I Saturday morning. Yeah. Dad would wake up. We'd all run downstairs. If I told you I wasn't like a big superhero I, movie um, yeah. Who's your favorite antagonist? So I really like a lot of like drug war. I like bad guys in like that sense because yeah. usually like really smart, right? Like in uh, in like Blow, like okay. Giant Depp plays like a really great character, and although yeah. he's a terrible human. Like, I kind of, you know, fall in love with the bad boy. So, yeah. Drug dealers. (laughs) (laughs) One thing to take away. No. (laughs) Lastly, what makes you a misfit? Oh, that is a tough one again. I wasn't expecting all these. I think, I think I've always been someone that would be doing a man's job. Like, I just have, like took care of my three brothers. Like grew up pretty much tomboy. Like I fit into like a man's world. I don't know if that's appropriate to say. Mm, absolutely. Better. I have a like sense of humor of that. Or I, you know, like I said before, like I'm witty. I can like dish it yeah. back. So finding something, I love hockey and I love my office. And, you know, there's five girls that work there, which is pretty like, that's a pretty hefty number. in like the yeah. sports world, especially because women are still like fighting their way to, to yeah, be absolutely. in a man's world. Um, but I've never felt out of place and maybe that's because I work for such a good company. Um, but I think the fact that I've always tried to do stray from like the, 
well, I didn't at first, but like the teaching, yeah, accounting way of like all of my friends literally from back home are either teachers or they work in like HR. Okay. And I think that I worked for a sport, a work for a sports team is so taboo, I guess. That's probably what makes me a misfit. What makes you a misfit? Ooh, thank you for turning that. <laughs> um, probably just the fact that like, I was definitely bullied a lot as a kid. I was picked on a lot as a kid. And I think throughout all of that, I still maintained who I was. Yeah. It took, I don't think, I always tell people I don't think I developed who I was until I was like 2021. 20, but I think even when people were hating on me for making Call of Duty YouTube videos, I still did it because I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And ironically, now I can take aspects of what I've learned and how that progress came about to now apply to the business that I own. Yeah. So kind of up here to anybody that did that sort of thing. But right. like, I didn't really care what others said about me because even when I was getting beat up, I wanted more positivity for the person that was inflicting the pain because obviously there's something troubling them in their lives. Yeah. So if I can take a little bit of a negative action to then maybe they just have to vent out some anger. Maybe it's targeted, maybe it's not, but if they can feel better or learn down the future from it, then cool. Yeah. That's fine. So maybe that. Ooh, that's a very like. That got deep really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Q, Q's probably in, in the other room going morbid because every time I have, there's a story, I turn it into something that's <laughs> accidentally morbid. <laughs> what do you and want? And that is what makes you misfit. Yeah, right? <laughs> what do you want the world to know about Jamie Evers? Oh, boy. I know that kind of ties in, but. You can take that however you want. That yeah. could be follow me on social media. Or About whatever. me. No, I'm not exciting. Don't follow me on social <laughs> media. I uh, I complain a lot on Twitter and I rarely post Instagram, even though it's my favorite thing. But probably because I just don't take enough pictures of myself. <laughs> um, what is there? To, what do I want the world to know about me? I feel like in the, a short amount of time, I've tried a lot of little things. And I think a lot of that has helped shape me into who I was. I think if I would have never left Sheboygan and I would have stayed there, I would not be the person I am right. today. And I think I want, maybe this is just, I want, I want my mom and dad to know that the person I was yeah. <laughs> at 22, <laughs> like I, I've completely changed and, and I'm willing to try anything and talk to anybody. And I think that that bring, like puts me apart from a lot of people, especially like my hometown, right? Like I feel like I've, yeah experienced a lot and I want to give Milwaukee a lot of credit for it and the people I've met and the relationships I've maintained that I've grown into this understanding, kind, loud, bratty right. adult. But I think it I think it makes her a pretty cool human. Absolutely. If I can call myself cool without being That's totally fine. Douchey. No, not at all. If you're cool, <laughs> tell people you're cool. Like so if cool. you don't think about it to yourself, <laughs> then how can you sell it to other people? Yeah, I told you I'm not a good salesperson. Right? <laughs> Where can people find your work? That the Admiral's Twitter. Animals, yeah. Um, the Admiral's Twitter, the Admiral's Instagram. Um, if you want to hear my first world problems, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's a lot of complaining, but I think it's funny. Well, they'll have to see. Because I think I'm funny. If I'm not cool, <laughs> I'm definitely funny. pretty witty and funny for a chick. I, I look forward to the gifts that you put with penalties. and Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I can use that for something. I want to try to get our guys to do like a green screen gif something. I really want we uh, Matthew Olivier. 
got big arms. We got this guy, Jonas Lutnin, who you obviously know. He's got little yeah. arms. I want them to stand like one oh, behind the yeah. other and flex for even strength, yeah. but I don't think I'm going to get them to do it. We'll talk about that next meeting. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a great conversation with Jamie. I I hope that you guys learned a lot about how to find something that isn't maybe necessarily your passion and how it can become a passion very quickly. Please feel free to check out any other content that we have. It'll either be around me or in the show notes down below. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet.